Hello everyone I hope you are doing well we are back with another episode of Blitz Business I hope you will enjoy this podcast Hi Swagat thank you so much for coming over to Blitz Business it's a pleasure to have you Hi Ashish um, thank you for having me here it's a pleasure to be here definitely Wonderful uh, so Swagat uh, please tell us a little bit about yourself first then we'll talk about your venture Okay, um, so uh, to start with, so I'm currently the co-founder of Smitten. Um, so we started Smitten about five years back, and this is the sixth year running for us. Um, so I also have a co-founder, Siddharth Nangya. So Sid and I uh, go uh, way back. So we actually both are graduates from ISB and worked together in Unilever, and finally decided to take the plunge together. And that's where Smitten started somewhere early at 2016. uh before smitten i worked with google india uh, did over 4 years uh, did a lot of interesting things building the early stage internet ecosystem in the country uh in my last role i was uh, heading the business product and brand marketing for google india uh before that worked with mckinsey for a while before that was with unilever um that's where the whole passion for uh, consumer brands and consumer products kind of developed um and that's where i met sadat as well um so uh, before unilever i did my mba from isb uh, hyderabad before that uh, worked with a company called slumberjet um so um, so it's into oil field services so spent couple of years digging oil in a sub saharan desert and red sea uh, and did my engineering from bitspilan so that's my short background oh wonderful so you you do have uh, quite some experience in corporate world so what made you shift uh, you know from corporate to starting a startup uh, what was those sort of um, you know um, indicators for you or you know what was that moment like it was it was more sort of like it was um, gradual shift you were thinking beforehand or how did it happen so uh, it's a it's a bit of a serendipity and bit of a long history behind it so uh, i mean when you look at my profile lot many would think that i am a first time entrepreneur but uh, honestly this is my third attempt at entrepreneurship uh, so the previous two being a part time entrepreneurship gig um so just right after my graduation i had started something in bangalore which was more into a soft skill training um and uh, then i post my mba uh, so i also kind of started another venture back in my hometown which was a very early primitive concept of swiggy with the cloud kitchen and an app where like we could deliver home foods and all um but with those two ventures i realized uh, i mean there is nothing called a part time entrepreneurship either you are fully in it or you are not in it uh, and finally i mean that idea was kind of brewing i always wanted to be an entrepreneur so it's uh, it's not sudden or overnight so i always imagine myself to be an entrepreneur is just mm-hmm. at the right place and the right time did not ha- happen and finally i think uh, sir and i were in a life stage where we thought that okay it is now or never so let's just take the plunge wow um it's uh, uh, very interesting so agad because ultimately uh, what i have seen and when i talk to many other founders or 
budding entrepreneurs i mean the first step is you know the most difficult one to start and so what was your approach uh, i mean you did start a couple of inches before also so what was your approach like you know how did you identify so couple of things um, uh, in terms of how did you identify product market fit or uh, again it was was it a pivot i mean how did you get started uh, uh, i think uh, everyone will be very interested to know and understand the first yeah, other the other two were very easy right i mean i mean you, as a kind of a corporate professional you always discuss like 20 ideas during the day with your colleagues over a tea or a coffee uh, yeah so and uh, and the biggest uh, hindrance is not many people kind of can take the decision to leave everything and start up and take that risk uh, but kind of having a part time gig is the easiest thing one could do Uh, and especially i mean in your friend circle if you know if there are few other like minded people who can all come together we can give some hours and kind of at least start up and see where it goes so i would say the first two uh, attempts were more like that so it was a very easy decision because uh, when you uh, want to be something when you are passionate about it but you still are very risk averse and you cannot take the full plunge this is what you do um but but i i think those two stints actually made me ready for a final plunge where i said uh, i mean if you have to be an entrepreneur you just have to be an entrepreneur there is no other uh, path for you that okay i will try it for a few months i'll have my job i'll have my safety net and then i'll see how it goes it's never going to happen um so you you just have to leave that safety net and not have a plan b uh then we all are like fairly uh kind of i think intelligent and uh, uh i may have a fair bit of a common sense so when you don't have a plan b you figure out uh, you always figure out your plan a it may not be exactly what you had envisaged or imagined but you will always figure out something mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so uh, so tell us how your sort of journey uh, coming now to smitten so how over the years i think you mentioned um, you have been operational for 5 years so how sort of each year has sort of um, um, transpired you know what sort of uh, challenges or uh, opportunities you saw and how did you identify the product market fit was this the first idea smitten was started with or um, you pivoted yeah no i i think we're pretty much stuck to the original idea we started with for us again when we started uh, sidan i kind of came from a fair bit of an experience and i think a lot of our uh, uh, the business uh, strategy i would say was inspired and kind of probably learned from our day jobs um so said kind of spend almost kind of more than a um, one and a half decade or close to two decade now almost in the ctg space uh, and uh, i kind of spent a bit of a time in cpg and then finally in the technology space so we kind of clearly saw a, few, a problem area uh, which kind of was very close to both of our hearts so i'll just give you a bit of a background of what smitten does right um, so we essentially are here to solve for a consumer engagement problem for a new age d2c brand in a much deeper and meaningful way uh, going beyond media and delivering the right product experience to the end users uh, so in 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 a simple word uh, we are actually kind of digitizing the complete product sampling uh, in india but more focused on a premium brand of pricing uh, and also on the consumer side we are little more focused on 
the core 50 60 million shoppers who are kind of always looking to upgrade their lifestyle and who probably believe in the eat well live well dress well philosophy a lot more uh, than the rest of the india uh, and the biggest problem where we saw is while uh, if you see this 50 60 million people they are digital native uh, and their purchase was kind of massively moving towards online commerce uh, and then we could see it in late 2015-16 that I mean online commerce is gonna catch up and gonna get bigger and bigger and today it's almost a hundred billion dollar industry right I'm talking about a time when online commerce was barely about a 10-20 billion dollar industry and I remember uh, at Google we also kind of did this massive great online shopping festival just to kind of again create awareness about online shopping to educate the users to create traction in the supply chain. So from those era, it was kind of very clear that five, six years down the lane, there is going to be a lot of uh, shopping or consumer basket that will shift online. But with online also comes its own challenges. So basically your uh, direct touch and feel and interaction with the product kind of goes away as a consumer. And for a brand also, it becomes extremely difficult um, to kind of keep communicating your proposition through media all the time. And, and then this whole classic model of the moment of truth, which was like the holy grail of a consumer brand, that a consumer decides whether he or she is going to give you a shot in the first seven seconds. That whole thing is completely disrupted now. And uh, so for a consumer brand, now it becomes extremely difficult to, while you can have an access at the top of the funnel, because digital is essentially has democratized the access completely, but you are from the top of the funnel to the bottom of the funnel, the consumer movement, there is going to be a massive drop and which essentially makes the uh, acquisition cost for a brand uh, higher and higher. Uh, and what we realized is the only way to kind of bridge this gap is probably by giving your own product experience directly to a consumer, which is much effective than any other form of a media you can convince the consumer with. And now how do you kind of in a digital age uh, deliver uh, this product experience at scale? Uh, okay. And then today at Smitten, that is what we do at the core of it. We work with almost about 600, 700 new age brands and also the uh, brand houses, the traditional brand houses. And we kind of help them uh, 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 kind of do sampling and reach out to a very targeted audience. Uh, and also from a consumer side, for consumers, they can kind of come and explore. Um, think of it as a, like a biggest window shopping destination, right? Indians love window shopping. So basically, mm -hmm. we are giving them a kind of a platform to come and explore and discover a lot of new things that are coming. Not mm -hmm. believe it just by going by the media or the storytelling. Experience it themselves uh, and kind of try the product before they kind of decide to commit it full time. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, the idea is really fascinating, Swagat. So walk us through from a consumer perspective, uh, uh, how does the journey look like from a consumer side? I mean, they download an app or they go through a website. Uh, how does we the journey look like? We download an app platform. We are there on the web. Um, so for a consumer, it's fairly simple, right? You come and download the app and then you go through the registration process. And um, so we ask you like some very basic questions just to kind of curate a relevant feed for you. And once you are kind of into the app, um, so uh, you, you land up something called a trial section, trial feed, uh, where uh, we will curate, let's say, thousands of products across different brands, categories for you to 
um, experience and choose um, to track. So uh, basically the way it works is once you sign up, we give you something called six trial points. Each trial point essentially enables you to uh, kind of request or order a particular one product trial. And now you as a consumer, you decide what you want to try, right? So the sampling, if you see uh, globally also for decades, it has been a very push-based strategy. So the brands decide what they want to sample, they decide the channel, and they decide when and how to kind of give the product in the consumer hand. We mm -hmm. kind of have taken a very inverted pyramid approach saying that, okay, if you do sampling in that way, there is bound to be pilferage because the consumer is not actively involved in the whole process. So hence the mm -hmm. power to choose what the consumer wants to try has to reside with the consumer. And today's Smitten offers that opportunity for the users to choose what they want to try. Our job as a platform is to understand their preferences, understand their life stages, and bring them a lot of interesting products and brands that may be relevant for them. We display it to them and they decide what they want to try. And they choose six products and then the checkout within 48 to 72 hours, those six miniature products are at your doorstep for you to try. And so, then post trial so, give a feedback and then the loop gets closed. Mm -hmm. Got it. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Swagat. So once, for example, now if I look from your side of the story, so if uh, the consumer, for example, I am a consumer, I have logged in, I found some really fascinating products. I tried the order gets delivered to my home or office, wherever I want it to be. So I tried and I'm like, oh, wow, excellent. Uh, but from your perspective, I'm off the loop, right? I mean, then I can go and directly purchase from the D2C brand. I mean, uh, I can go to the platform, a number of platform. Uh, how or if or I'm completely off track, I mean, how do you make sure the customer um, sticks with your platform? I mean, we once also, I've tried it, we also, it... We also mm -hmm. operate like a full stack uh, commerce platform where we have uh, the complete catalog from the brands where you can buy from. So uh, we uh, post trial, you can actually come and buy from our platform, whatever you liked or anything else. You may not have liked something, so we're not forcing you to buy uh, this thing. So for, see, the thing is, uh, we strongly believe that if you get your top of the funnel engagement game right, and if you're able to meaningfully engage with your uh, relevant audience, the transaction is going to happen as an eventuality. And that's where the billions and billions of dollars of media also get spent, right? Uh, now the consumer has a choice to uh, kind of buy it in many platforms. And we understand that and we respect that fact. We are not forcing the consumer to buy everything kind of with us because at the end of the day, the problem we are solving for for the brands is that how do they generate that intent meaningfully with a relevant customer? And that intent may get final uh, fruitification or culmination on our platform or on the brand website or in a store or in any other marketplace. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, and, and of course we will have our fair share of conversion because if you are providing a end-to-end -end ecosystem to a consumer uh, and uh, once uh, it's, it's a basket behavior at the end of the day, right? Every platform has its own core set of users. You get used to a particular interface, you get used to the service, you get used to the delivery experience, um, and a lot of things. So we will have our sticky set of audience who would come and kind of buy on our platform because we have stayed with them during their discovery journey and the decision-making journey. And there's an inherent trust we build 
with the consumer because we stay with the consumer much ahead in the purchase journey than a transaction platform would. Mm-hmm. Got it. And what's your take on the entire uh, D2C segment? I mean, more brands will be coming up, consolidation will be happening, or there is new style of ventures which are now popping up um, uh, just to buy out these brands. Uh, so what is your take um, in this yeah, entire D2C? Uh... I mean, there is a lot of uh, kind of a noise in the space, right? And for the good reason, noise is good. Because if you fundamentally take a step back and look at the Indian market, consumer brand market and all, it, it's heavily underbranded. Also, mm-hmm. from a category perspective, the baskets, the consumer baskets are heavily underpenetrated. Uh, and, and for just to give you a sense, like for every product category you pick up in India, if you find X number of products uh, present in that category, uh, a developed market like US or uh, Europe would probably have 300x products uh, in that category. Mm-hmm. So, and 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 also uh, the reason uh, the brand penetration uh, is uh, the brand uh, width is not so high in India is because uh, it always used to be a game of distribution, and then mm-hmm. the distribution was primarily kind of it's 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 a long term uh, uh, play right to cracking the distribution especially in a such a uh, geographically diverse economically diverse uh, widespread uh, uh, landscape in india um, so it kind of always can stayed with few handful of uh, people who could kind of build that muscle power to crack the distribution game but what has happened is with internet coming in in last 4 to 5 years uh, the access of information, the access to brands has been completely democratized. So there is absolutely uh, no reliance on a standard distribution channel today for any brand to actually build a few hundreds of crores or a few thousands of crores of business. I think that's a huge opportunity. And uh, if you see the consumer market, uh, the Baskets will keep widening, the uh, consumptions will keep growing, right? I mean, we will go from a $2 trillion economy to a $5 trillion economy. I mean, that's bound to happen. That has happened in every country. Uh, And as the consumption per capita consumption increases, so I believe there is a beautiful opportunity in the D2C space uh, to uh, not only uh, kind of just play the sales game or the market share game, but also create very interesting consumption categories which our traditional uh, business houses would probably take a lot longer uh, to kind of do purely because, uh, I mean, the new D2C brands are much more agile, uh, has a very different uh, DNA in terms of the pace of execution, uh, understanding the consumers because they have a direct interaction. So a lot of things. So I, I believe next one decade, we will see a massive number of brands coming across categories in India. Um, mm-hmm. and, and and like any market happens, right? I mean, few will win and few will become very big. Few will find their own niche and will find a loyal set of users and will build few, like a nice small and medium business. That's how it's going to be. So, and, and as, as the digital ecosystem grows uh, in India, like, I mean, you in US uh, on Amazon alone, one can have a $100 million brand built in two years. Just, just not doing anything else but on Amazon. Um, so uh, and 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 as as the, as the kind of a digital penetration increases, we believe it kind of uh, also presents a very interesting opportunity for a lot of brands to directly find the way to the consumer's wardrobe. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the thing which is coming to my mind, uh, you mentioned Amazon. So going back to Smitten. So uh, um, at Smitten, right? Uh, once you are able to figure it out, the interest of the consumer, right? Uh, do you also plan to launch your own brands like what Amazon does? I mean, ultimately, Amazon has many uh, products in their own category, which sell quite well right i mean they have all the data they they are basically running the show so do you have such plans also for smitten or no or are you already doing i'm not aware no we're not doing it and we don't intend to uh do it also uh the primary reason being uh ultimately we are kind of building a channel and an engagement platform between the brands and the customers And, and in the process we will be privy to a lot of data on both sides uh, and and sometimes it's I think I mean a lot of people because Amazon has become very big uh, brands uh, have no other way to but to kind of go to them uh, but everyone complains I mean every brand partner we kind of talk to they're like okay they're like uh, literally uh, kind of uh, scared every single day that okay if there is a product category that we see uh, kind of coming up it may get copied. I mean, see, copying is a, uh, a reality, whether like it's it's a large platform who copies or there are going to be knockoffs of, uh, of uh, like few other brands who will copy because the category is just picking up. But the copying is not the concern. The concern is uh, the amount of data and the amount of uh, uh, access you are holding. Uh, and, and you can kind of uh, use that access and data in your favor. Uh, mm. which may be detrimental to a brand's growth. Uh, and that is a territory that's a very gray area. I mean, a lot of brands, honestly, a lot of platforms have, have a very successful private label strategy. They have been able to compartmentalize it and manage it. And I'm sure uh, Amazon uh, being such a global company will be ethical enough to kind of not be doing that. And uh, so I, I think the ecosystem will play on its own. Uh, but for us, at least what we believe is at this point in time, um, we probably have a much bigger responsibility towards the brands uh, and to our consumers to be true to them and connect them in a uh, deeper way. So that's what we will stand for. Absolutely. And uh, funny enough, I was uh, um, uh, before um, uh, we were about to record this, I was going through LinkedIn and the trending story was Amazon was accused of rigging the search result. So it's an interesting read. So definitely you should check it, it out it into keeps, our listeners it, also. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it keeps happening. See, I mean, I, uh, I was with Google, I mean, on the other side of the table, right? I mean, not all the stories that come out are always kind of true. Uh, and, uh, and, and that's what I said. I mean, Amazon being such a large company, I mean, they will be ethical enough to protect the data privacy. I believe so. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, but there are always... Uh, possibilities i mean you cannot absolutely. you cannot rule out possibilities absolutely so tell us swagat in terms of what is the biggest um, sort of risk or what is the biggest sort of um, challenge you face at smitten i mean um, the, the other side of the story so um, uh, it could be at operational level strategy level i mean um, if you can um, shed some light on it uh, Ashish, honestly, our challenges are not going to be very different than any startup faces, right? So our first biggest set of uh, challenge uh, was uh, cracking the supply side of the equation because if you are a 
kind of a small brand small platform uh, it takes a lot of time to kind of build that trust with the supply ecosystem and also kind of keep proving them value in a consistent basis and then many times it's a bit of a chicken and egg problem if you don't have demand you don't have supply if you don't have supply what would you do with the demand uh, so so yeah that was kind of i think initial few years that was one of our biggest challenge and then then as we scale up i think uh, i mean uh, i would say talent and hiring has been one of the biggest challenges for us especially in this crazy market uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and there is like money everywhere it, it looks like the cost of capital has become zero uh, and uh, and uh, i mean it's just that uh, there are ridiculous salaries that are being paid out at, at, at every level and uh, and then sometimes one one has to kind of maintain one's sanity and kind of also figure out the right candidate or but if there are more opportunity outside in the market uh, there is a bit of a disbalance that's created so you you get into that uh, thing i think that has been one of our uh, biggest challenges in last one one and a half years um, and uh, again i mean i think uh, the third challenge i would say is uh, uh, so while the Uh, digital penetration and everything is kind of uh, growing in india uh, the fundamental consumption is probably not growing at the pace which everyone had anticipated and i think covid had its role to play for sure uh, there is a bit of a revenge buying or a euphoria that came in during the phases where uh, there were no cycles there were no waves otherwise i mean as one and a half years we have been kind of uh, attuning ourselves to these waves um, so that was a kind of i think a bit of a dampener i mean and the while the i mean people have this theory this was a kind of a v recovery or a u recovery whatever it was uh, but the fundamental consumption over last one or half year two years uh, i'm going to say fundamental consumption i'm looking more at a volume growth at a consumption mm-hmm. level the price growth and keen happening because it's more of an economic model right i mean what is the inflation what is what are the, what kind of a price increase one is taking uh, but that is never a indicator of the consumption growth um, so that's i think is going to be a little bit of a challenge for everyone in the ecosystem not only for us uh, and and i think as a country uh, we we have to overcome this if large businesses uh, have to be kind of built mm-hmm. so uh, one of the couple of Uh, things which are coming to my mind the first is so, so do you also manage uh, supply the delivery or it is outsourced to third party vendors no we work with uh, partners right so we uh, work with everyone like the blueda delivery bbc fedex mm-hmm. so we have a lot of partners who help us uh, deliver the last mile experience got it and what sort of strategy has worked for you swagat in terms of attracting building the uh, demand side on your platform so what 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 was the strategy which has really worked to attract onboard customers so for us uh, thankfully demand side has not been a big problem so far because as i was telling you i mean indians love window shopping and uh, we are the biggest window shopping uh, platform one can have so uh, so i i don't think uh, i mean that way we have faced challenges yet but uh, Yeah. So the thing is, uh, if you see when we initially started Smitten, uh, we uh, primarily took a, a very different approach of being just an invitation-only platform. So the first couple of years of our existence, we were just an invitation-only platform where one could join only when you're invited by an existing user. And that point in time, we also kind of uh, gave a lot of uh, very luxury uh, product experience and sampling and all that to attract the 
initial set of users uh, who truly have the wallet power. I mean, uh, uh, because you are just kind of in a closed network, um, so you 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 have the ability to filter the audience and 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 keep a quality check of what kind of a people are uh, becoming a part of your community a lot better, I would say. Uh, and once that community was built, it was easier for us to kind of train all our systems and especially in the digital advertising space, that is how machine learning works. Um, mm. So, so and then, then it was kind of easy for us to just kind of open it up, but we still stay true uh, to acquiring those, uh, the core shoppers, the core digital native core shoppers in the country. Um, so yeah, so that's I think a strategy that kind of uh, has worked really well for us. Uh, while it was a painfully slow growth for us for the initial couple of years, but that was by design, and and I think we are kind of reaping the benefit of it now. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Um, and now touching from the supply side perspective, so um, um, what is your uh, pricing strategy? Do you charge a listing price, or it's a a revenue share, I mean, how does it look for you when a, someone, one of the brands, um, they plan to become uh, part of Smitten? So how does the economic economics works from your end? See, for brands, uh, if you see, we are kind of bringing them a much more uh, efficient distribution mechanism for their product sampling. Plus, not only product sampling, an overall cost of an engagement or relevant engagement or a reach. Uh, so, of course, I mean, we charge brands a nominal fee uh, based on what level of targeting they want to kind of get into. Um, so, a very nominal fee for sampling. Uh, and also, we kind of work with brands on a multitude of things along their journey, starting from their new product development efforts to basically understanding their product feedback to doing the A-B testing to understanding their uh, geographical spread and penetration issues. So we offer a host of services to the brands uh, because we kind of uh, have a very great community of users who come to our platform every single day to discover and explore something new. So if you see, uh, when these set of users are generally the early adopters of anything are very open-minded and are very forgiving also because they are coming to explore and try new things and that's a value uh, i think uh, uh, we offer to the brands uh, in in their growth journey to understand the consumer as i said in a in a very scientific data-driven way mm-hmm. so uh, if you have um, any success story you want to share how the brand any of any any of your brands leveraged uh, smitten platform um, extensively so we i mean you name any d2c brand in the country today uh, we would be their partner uh, in in helping them in this journey um, mm-hmm. so starting from the brands which have kind of uh, had the escape velocity the likes of let's say mamaearth and uh, m15 and the plum uh, to a lot of uh, new age brands who are kind of uh, coming up uh, and kind of trying to uh, disrupt the category uh, to, uh, I mean, even in brands like, I mean, the very small niche categories like, let's say, mom and baby care or uh, pet care, a lot of these brands. So we kind of work across uh, the portfolio. Um, and, and I think every brand has its own success story uh, because every brand in India, I would say, is different. 
their story is different uh, so uh, and and fortunately unfortunately in india there is no one size fits all approach for everyone right so uh, so that's where i think a bit of a personalization a bit of direct targeting a bit of a data actually really helps the brand in navigating this maze uh because you cannot understand from any other brand it's not that i have a playbook and i'm going to go and take this playbook and repeat it and i'm going to be successful in india india doesn't work correct uh, swagat so if you can share some of the you know um, what sort of um products uh, currently are in high demand what you are seeing in the market what are people really buying if you can share some insights it will be interesting to know Again, uh, we are a <laughs> platform so i can tell you what all people are kind of really looking uh, forward to trying and are actually very keen on trying um, mm-hmm. so uh, see that i think there was uh, one whole wave on your typically your organic and uh, natural products and all that so there is mm-hmm. a very high propensity now for uh, clean labels and natural and organic products and stuff and all that but a lot of the users uh, are now kind of sh- uh, switching products from chemical based products to organic natural products uh, and and then uh, in that if you see uh, there are uh, certain things which are again uh, kind of uh, catching uh, the trend there are very few uh, ingredients very specific ingredients so think of it like an onion or think of it like a, a coffee or think of it like a green tea so uh, solutions based around uh, these products uh, because they are kind of delivering the benefit what they promise are also kind of uh, catching up as a trend people are willing to i mean 3 years back you could not imagine a coffee based uh, shampoo uh, or a coffee so, based shampoo really yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely so, need to try that one <laughs> yeah so yeah you, you should download this button you'll find so many such interesting products like this uh, and that, and that's what our usps right like think of like i mean after covid also there is a heightened awareness uh, and at least a concern about one's health and well being uh, and hence a lot of uh, products very interesting clutter breaking uh, products that that have uh, and and the usp being they bring the traditional science but they have made the format of consumption lot simpler and lot easier uh, for the consumers um, so think of it like for example all these uh, gummies you are having like all your vitamin gummies and stuff and all that think mm-hmm. of all think of all those uh, like a single fizz tablet which you are having uh, which are delivering starting from your daily vitamins green vitamins requirement to your even uh, kind of having a substitute of your grandma's kada uh, mm. what, what she used to make uh, to kind of think of a lot of these uh, health shots and beverages which have come up as a kind of a regime based ritualistic consumption that aids your immunity so uh, that that segment is kind of catching up because uh, i mean uh, there was a need always but i think there was a bit of uh, inertia and reluctance for people to consume it in the traditional way and i think a lot of brands are kind of taking that uh, uh, route and breaking the barrier so um, so that's one i mean in fnb space if you see also uh, there is a lot of uh, traction now for let's say healthy snacks your protein bars mm. and all those mm. things so so that's again kind of as a category is uh, catching up quite well 
the other uh, interesting trend we see is in active cosmeceuticals. Um, so people are moving away from also very generic uh, uh, kind of a solution based product to very specialized product. Like for example, the, your, the typical niacinamide, HS and VHS and people are kind of now understanding what they stand for and are kind of uh, trying those things a lot more to see if that kind of works for them. So yeah, these are like four or five very interesting trends we are seeing. Wow, wow. really, really fascinating. Uh, we'll definitely recommend all our listeners to try it out. I mean, um, um, uh, looks like a fun activity to definitely yeah, try. I mean, any, any, any food, any herb you can think of uh, today, there are products in the skin and hair care. Uh, you can find on Smitten. So let me make my sales pitch here. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I mean, a founder without a sales pitch is not really a founder, right? <laughs> Irrespective of True. the segments we are all handling. So wonderful. So, Swagat, um, just a couple of last, last couple of few questions. So what are your future plans now? And do you Have you already raised capital? You're looking to raise capital. What are your expansion plan? If you can just share a few of your thoughts on that yeah, we uh, have raised um, a few rounds of capital in fact we just raised the capital last month um, and uh, so we have uh, fireside ventures uh, who kind of led the round uh, and mm-hmm. fireside again i mean they uh, are a very well known name in the d2c space and they're probably one of the pioneers of uh, bringing this d2c into the mainstream uh, and yeah. then we also have sharp ventures uh, uh, which is Madiwala family's office and also as our investors, again, who have decades of experience in building consumer brands. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we we also have Roots Venture uh, who backed us in the early stage uh, before this round. And they have a very strong consumption, India consumption thesis and have invested in quite a few uh, D2C brands. So our investment partners are all ones who have a very strong domain expertise in the brand space. And as we grow, of course, I mean, we're going to be raising a couple of rounds. And, and for us, and at least for Sid and me, we have always seen capital as a liability. Uh, and you don't, <laughs> and you, don't, you don't take that liability unless and until you know that you're going to be uh, absolutely sure about uh, fulfilling that liability. I mean, when I say that liability, it's also about the growth and, uh, uh, and a lot of other things, right? And uh, building a very sustainable and the kind of... Uh, uh, repeatable business uh, unless and until uh, so you need that capital i don't think you need to take a capital just for the sake of it because there is capital available um, so yeah we will i mean we have a lot of inbound interest and all we will kind of raise uh, a few more rounds i'm not saying we will not and uh, we're also kind of looking at few international markets uh, very closely um, because uh, again i mean the same thesis in whichever the market we're looking at plays out uh, that massive digital adoption, uh, the traditional brand ecosystem is being disrupted uh, and uh, there is a kind of a, a burgeoning uh, D2C ecosystem that's kind of uh, coming up in those markets. So uh, those ones, those are the ones where we will have a natural fitment and we're looking for an expansion. And we'll probably raise a few more, also some capital to uh, make that expansion happen. I think definitely a stellar list of investors and um, 
um, uh, I'll um, request all the listeners and swagat. So we we had uh, Kanwal coming to our podcast a um, few weeks back. So I think terrific guy and have a very strong understanding of this entire segment. So I, I myself I learned a lot many things from him. So we definitely recommend everyone to hear him out. Um, and uh, yeah, Kamal again. I mean, uh, I keep telling him he's one guy who probably. uh brought d2c into the mainstream and Absolutely. showed the path to a lot of large investors that uh, i mean yeah there is an alternate to tech in india because otherwise Absolutely. if you see uh, i mean between 2012 to 16 17 18 it was all tech investments yes absolutely and uh, in the podcast also he mentioned one thing uh, and i think recently also he wrote a post so um a, a short story in terms of he um through his family office when he started fire before fireside so he invested in licious personally but he didn't invested so he had a regret in his head in terms of not investing in licious through um, fireside um uh, and as we know it with sort of um, um Uh, blew up in terms of the revenue they have achieved and everything so definitely um, really really impressive and the entire segment the way he understands so uh, a wonderful uh, swagat so my last and final question for you uh, so uh, if you look back in you know your entire journey till now um, uh, is there anything um, you wanted to do differently so if you were to start back again from scratch um, go back in time yeah i mean if you ask me about smitten uh, probably yeah. we should have had a tech co-founder to start with <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> given the way the tech people are kind of asking for salaries and people are giving like <laughs> bikes and white trips and all uh, so I, i i think that would have been uh, i mean we we still keep regretting uh, so then i <laughs> Uh, that I mean, that is probably the right time for us to get a third co-founder. Uh, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I think we would not change uh, anything, honestly, because uh, it's been an um, amazing journey uh, for us and for everyone at Smitten. And if you see uh, here, uh, most of our people have been through us, uh, with us through the thick and thin. Um, I mean, the average tenure of someone you would find here is at least three years. Um, so uh, while we are growing we are of course acquiring the new talent but i would say we're probably one of the startups who had the least amount of attrition uh, i mean that our attrition was probably less than 2 3% mm-hmm. uh, so so that was i think uh, that means what we did everyone uh, was kind of bought into the mission and uh, i believe yes i mean we are true to that mission till date and uh, that's where people love it and that's where people have stuck to us So, are you still actively looking for third co-founder, or have you hired someone? No, I think I think that ship has sailed. Uh, <laughs> after 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 the institutional investors coming in, and after a few rounds of uh, funding, I mean, it's extremely difficult. I mean, we will. Uh, I mean, then you kind of get someone, and then you promote them to the co-founder mm. position, right? So it's more right. of a title play than kind of rather than building it ground up together. Mm. I mean, mm. those. those days are very different compared to when you are kind Absolutely. of at a really really close stage and stuff so as i said we are not kind of close to the idea i mean because uh, we always would love to have people who can take this to the next level with their skill set and thinking and passion uh, but at the same time yes i mean we just have to that serendipity has to happen <laughs> 
<laughs> great thank you so much swagat it was really a pleasure talking to you um, really enjoyed our conversation and thank you so much for your time same here ashish um, um, and uh, love to i mean if there are any questions from your listeners or anything i mean please feel free to pass it on my way we'll be happy to answer if there is any questions absolutely absolutely will do Thank you for listening. We will be back with another episode of Blitz Business. Stay tuned.